Well, welcome back, everybody. I, uh, Margaret, you know me as a person who loves to ask questions, so mm. it's hard for me to sit here and not actually butt in with all my questions I want to ask you. But just quickly going back to your early years before we move on to your um, next phase of life, mm. perhaps, um, I'd love to kind of hear from you how was faith nurtured in your home? And I guess I presume that was from mum and dad as well mm. as church and that type of thing, but what do you recollect from some of that time? Well, I just recall that I left out a few episodes, like the time <clears throat> I was five years old, mm -hmm. I had diphtheria, mm -hmm. and it was quite a contagious uh, disease in those years. So I was uh, specialised in the front room with a window and a cot, and I remember the district nurse coming and taking their throat swaps and then they had to be sent to Rotterdam. And my mother wore a white gown every time she came in. Mm. Uh, I never saw uh, or spoke to my brother and sister, but my dad would always buy me books, <laughs> even at that early age. <clears throat> they were books uh, with pictures, but always uh, based on, many were based on uh, the parables of Jesus. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Like the five, um, the ten good maidens and, and the foolish maidens. And that's so interesting because uh, I think then already I loved colouring books and pencils, but yes, I was never bored. <coughs> oh, excuse yeah, let me, me get you a drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. might help a little. And then again, at seven years old, I had something wrong with my kidneys. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember what, but I do remember being for quite a long time in the uh, general hospital in Schiedam, the same city, of course. Mm -hmm. But then, too, I was given books by my father, by a Christian child uh, author. And he was well known in Holland. He wrote a children's Bible, but also many, many stories about farmers and children. And at that time, my mother brought me little balls of wool and a crocheting hook. Uh, she didn't show me or, or tell me how to do it. But then we also had tiny little rubber dolls, the size, half the size of your thumb. That, and I used to crochet little skirts around all of them. So that's probably where I learned to love books mm. and to be busy with my fingers because even there I can't remember being lonely or being isolated mm. or bored. Mm -hmm. So that was at the age of five and again at seven. So mm. yeah, it was quite mm. interesting. Yeah. And were those books then helped to shape your faith or was oh, it yes. more than that? Or? Very much so because there was one about a ro narrow road and a big road. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably based on Pilgrim's Progress, mm. but uh, yes, they always had a religious theme uh, in every one of them. Jesus was there, mentioned either as, as the Lord that loves you and the Lord who also, if we wander away, will always call us back. Mm. Yes, mm. they were very strong memories. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's jump ahead a little <coughs> bit now then to the next I guess, era or phase of your life than uh, moving out to Australia. How old were you when that happened? 
14. 14. So it's quite a pivotal yes. stage of life as a teenage girl and so forth and, you know, yes, trying I to suppose. figure out your life. Because your parents decide something, uh, I was the type of person that would just go along sure. and, and agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, at high school, you thought, oh, that's great, I can leave school. <coughs> but of course, Sorry. that wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But yes, um, I was halfway through the second year towards the end when they decided to go. And that had quite an impact mm. on me personally. My sister... Uh, was very different. We weren't actually very close at all. She always had uh, did her own thing with her friends, and uh, my brother had a friend. But I was mainly at home most of the time. And I remember periods of playing with dolls, helping mum learning how to darn a sock, helping with uh, cleaning the house at all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was tied to my mother's apron strings. I don't know <laughs> what they would call it these days, but I was very content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, there we are on this boat with other ch- members, families from our church. And uh, there was one person that dad knew with a family of five children and she was expecting another one. And then Dad sort of decides for you, oh, Margaret, she'll be good. She will look after your children while you're on the ship. <laughs> How long was the voyage? Six weeks. Okay. So I remember looking after a two-year-old and potty training him. Oh, wow. And, and the three-year-old. So, yes, even on the ship I wasn't um, still. bored. Mm. I just went along on the ship too. There was always uh, evening devotion held by the pastor that was on board that ship. Uh, so we had church services, evening devotions. For uh, There was a priest for the Catholics and a Protestant pastor for the others. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and then we arrived in Melbourne. Well, the first thing that struck us was the smells. <laughs> and it was hot, and we were dressed with a winter coat. Oh, well. <clears throat> what time of year was it? Oh, October. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was October. Mm -hmm. Yes, October, I think the 25th now. But anyway, we arrived in Melbourne and then we were to go on the overnight train to Adelaide because our church here in Adelaide sponsored us so we didn't have to go to the immigration camp so we were very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that overnight train was... uh, the Melbourne, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. overnighter, yeah, I think, yep. with wooden benches. And I remember being that sick and standing in the door mm. and going through the hills. It was a long road, so mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I do remember. And then when we arrived in Adelaide, we had uh, <clears throat> the, uh, what's it, the immigration officer, mm-hmm. which was Nick's father, ambassador, and uh, the minister and uh, a few other people from the church. So we were taken to the minister's men's and we were given a meal, but I was so sick I was allowed to, to lie on the bed from their, one of their children, mm. so that was good. But then, of course, 3 o'clock service, so up you go, and then we go, went to the 3 o'clock service in Archer Street where uh, they had rented Archer Street Methodist Church. Okay. 
and we met all the other people. But then after church, with our own suitcase, we were, Corey and I were sent off to a lady in Klemzig. Mm-hmm. Bill went somewhere else, I can't remember it, but my parents went to Lax Bay to the treasurer of the church. He had a guest house in Lax Bay. And uh, he had asked Dad, well, I'm still renovating the place and you're in the building trade, so can you come and help? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that probably was in lieu of the rent. Mm. Well, we were there for at least three months. Mm. Um, my brother and sister were allowed to go to the beach with the youth club, okay. but because I wasn't 16, again, I had to stay home. <laughs> I was, was quite weird. Those rules still applied. <laughs> so I stayed at home and um, helped mum with the washing and ironing. And I remember we were making cordial out of little bottles, uh, which were a very strong cordial, and you could turn that into two litres of cordial. Okay, you made the syrup. Yes, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, not having had cordial in Holland, no. I thought it was absolutely I wonderful. Bet you did. I bet you did. What were some of the major differences between Holland and Australia? The heat. The heat, okay. The heat was, was yes, it, it was hot, but then the first Christmas there, it was freezing cold. Right. Was, was, yes, we couldn't comprehend that. And uh, mum and dad slept in the lounge of that uh, flat or unit, and the three of us were like in army beds mm. on the back veranda. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But then dad had sold the house in Holland, so he was able, with a friend from church that took him on the back of his motorbike, to buy a house, and we bought a house in Darlington from the Housing Trust. Okay. So I know my mother was so relieved. Fin- mm. Finally, after three months, we could have our own house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then while we were still in Larks Bay, the school year started, mm-hmm. and I was sent to Woodville because the, the lady we stayed in the house with was a school teacher. She said, "Oh, she she goes to high school in Woodville, and uh, I'll bring her to the station and tell her where to go off." with no one with me and I'm totally unprepared, mm. not speaking the language. So I went to that school for about three weeks. Uh, I was just put in the lower classes mm. and I couldn't understand them, I mm. couldn't say hello mm. or talk to anybody. A bit scary, huh? Oh, it was ghastly. Mm. But anyway, we went to Seacombe Gardens then when mm. Dad bought the house and then I ended up going to Marion High. Mm-hmm. And there I met a Polish girl and an Australia girl on the bus from Darlington to Marion. And um, that was much better. They had a lot of patience with mm-hmm. me. And I used to be so impressed with their lunch boxes because they had cakes in it, they had lollies, they had fruit and a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, I just had a sandwich wrapped in um, baking paper mm-hmm and uh, turned over with uh, jam, paper mm-hmm. cut jam. Yep. And so that was my lunch. Mm. So that, that was a vast difference. Yeah. Also, I didn't feel very comfortable because we di- I had no uniform. Right. And uh, the frugality of my parents was so obvious that uh, I was given brown shoes while they're supposed to be black. Mm-hmm. I was in a skirt, ordinary skirt and a blouse. And I didn't feel accepted until I had a uniform. Right. 
Mm. But that took a while mm -hmm. because mum had to get the pattern because she don't buy things. Yes, make and them. then she had to find out where the material was to mm -hmm. be bought. So mm -hmm. yes, that mm -hmm. was quite a process. Yeah. How long did it take for you to learn the uh, English language? <clears throat> well, my school first school reports of that first year were trying very hard cooperative and very kind. <laughs> I still laugh at that because I just didn't get the gist of it. But then in second year there was a history teacher and I was able to converse reasonably enough but I couldn't write essays. I couldn't... Um, so he opened up the book, the history book that we were dealing with was the Middle Ages and he marked a paragraph. Margaret, if you learn that off by heart, you'll be fine. Oh, sorry, I did. But because I had done languages in Holland, I was put in Latin. <laughs> so you can imagine, there's me trying to learn Latin, <laughs> and it just didn't make sense. So the result was eight out of a hundred oh, wow. at the end of the year, hooray. <laughs> Oh, it, 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 yeah, there were some funny instances. That is funny. Because at that time, you had to wear a beret, you had to wear gloves, you had to wear grey stockings, mm -hmm. and, and all the paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you wanted to play sport, you had to have a sport uniform. Yeah, so you couldn't do that mm -hmm. in the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was a horrible grey. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So just quickly, before we wrap this particular session up, um, can you briefly just talk about your nursing time and studying oh. some of that before we kind of... Well, nursing was a different ball game altogether because when I, I had to leave school because I was so anxious and I came out in a rash, the GP said, take that poor girl off and um, let her find a job. Mm -hmm. Well, the only job I could find was graping pigs. Uh, picking <laughs> grapes. Oh, look, I am sorry. Picking grapes. And the money I got for that in a bucket, I handed over to mum and dad. Okay. So I did it for a while. <laughs> then I looked for a job in the paper and I went to Mewerton College mm -hmm. at King William Street and learned typing. Then I cleaned houses for a while until there was a job in the paper. And I must have been about 16 when I started cleaning those houses. And uh, that was a very kind old lady who was going to England. And she taught me some of the principles of how Australians clean oh, with a feather duster. That was new to you. Oh, yes. I, mm -hmm. I said, but, but, you know, no, 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 just go like this. And I had to sweep the veranda. That's very important in Australia, yes. <laughs> to have a clean veranda. Mm -hmm. Well, they better not look at mine now. <laughs> Goodness. So, yes, all different experiences. Mm. I was having sewing lessons at night by a lady from church mm -hmm. and then was trying to tell the lady I worked for about materials when it was flannel or when it was that ribbed corduroy. I could not get it out until I brought a piece to show her. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know the words. And uh, so, but then nursing... At 17, you, I found an advertisement, Hutt Street Private Hospital. Well, Mum said, I can't help you there. I don't know what to do or say. Mm -hmm. So I, I went off myself with my Dutch certificate from school and, and a shocking report from Marion High. <laughs> and, uh, and she was very kind, the matron there, Matron Noblet. Mm -hmm. And she said, look, 
you've done two years in Holland, you've done two and a half years, you've done plenty. Uh, we will take you in at 17, you live with us, and you get a wage. So that was very good. I was thrilled to bits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we found out the pattern for the, the nurse's uniform and, and where to buy the material. So mum made the uniform, six dresses, white starched aprons and um, a veil, or still had a veil in those mm -hmm. days for a nurse with a knot and a ribbon at the back. Uh, and I was there for two years. I absolutely loved it. Mm. But we slept on an outside open veranda on the second story wow. above the laundry. Wow. With only a canvas awning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If my mother had known that at the beginning, <laughs> I would never have been allowed to go. Yeah, right. Because it was cold and I asked for a blanket from home because we were only given one, mm. a grey horse blanket and a pillow. But they were the best years of my life. Yeah. Sounds like you found your gifting Niche. and your calling and yeah. Because yes, I was able to work with my hands and that was the secret. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, they said I was a quick learner, mm. very cooperative, blah blah blah, mm. the usual things they say. Mm. But I loved it. And then you do two years in a private hospital and then you go for two years to the Royal Adelaide. Okay. So that was a bit of a shock and then I had to live at Eleonora Nurses Home. Well, to that, that was also like a red flag. Because you're going to live in the city, where the cinemas are, where the shopping centres were. Well, the reason why I was allowed to go nursing was that he had a strict order. And the order was, yes, because I challenged him when he said no to my sister going nursing, Margaret, I did promise you in Holland that you were allowed to be a nurse, so I can't take that back. The minister came along on that conversation too, so I had to promise to go to the Royal Adelaide, to go to work, live at Eleonora Nurses' Home, mm -hmm. second story, do not go to the city, do not leave the nurses' home except for lectures and for uni. Mm -hmm. When you're off, you pack your bag, you come straight, you walk to uh, uh, Victoria Square, catch the bus to Darlington. Okay. I did that for two years. The four weeks holiday I spent with mum and dad and I just followed it all mm -hmm. until I finished. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I got to know Nick through the church mm -hmm. and uh, he had a motorbike, so later on he would pick me up and bring me home. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was no talking. Mm -hmm. uh, he dropped me off and then um, he would come in sometimes to see my brother, but he was also the one who would sign my school diary years earlier because my mother refused to sign anything that she didn't understand. Right. So this jolly school diary was never signed. <laughs> and, and the teachers told that, that can't go on. Mm. So Nick he would do it instead. It. Well, that sounds like a good place to stop because then we get to uh, hear all about your perhaps married life and family life yes. post here and um, Nick and, and so forth. So we'll um, wrap this section up and we'll be back in a little bit. Yeah.